Another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. We are back in the luscious Hobson backyard. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me is my lovely co-host Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? What to do, baby? We back? Did, you, did I did I do it right? No, you did not do it right. Oh, okay. Dominic, how how's life? It feels like the only time I see you now is just when we do this podcast. So you know, it's like an hour a week. I miss you. Oh, that's too much. You know, we were you know. Breaking kayfabe a little bit. We, Dominic and I almost got into a huge fight before the podcast started because oh, no, we couldn't no, figure no, out where we were going to do the podcast. Fight. It was just, you know, a disagreement. Conf- conflict of interests. Yes, because, you know, every time there's a dispute, studio audience always gets their way. Cause yeah, she's always right. Because the studio audience is always right, for exactly. better or for worse, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And why, why, before we, you know, I'm just waiting for you to get, you know, get, get this all off your chest. So, uh, so play a little bit of Mario Kart while I'm waiting for you. You know why I'm playing Mario Kart? Because uh, Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods, be playing it. So, you know, got to gotta keep up. You know? Wow. You, are you going to friend me on Mario Kart, Dominic? See, look, we're not even friends anymore. Would you like Would you like me to add you? I mean, if you want to, you could. What's, uh... I'm connected on Facebook. Oh, you are? Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, add you. Maybe, maybe you could Scrape add me. that shit, dog. be so... Anyways, anyways, let's, let's, let's talk about like jump football and baseball. We are, we are going to talk about baseball. Ba- no, we're not going to talk about baseball. We're talk about, you know, shut the fuck up, Dominic. I'm the host, all right? Wrestling. I lead the fucking. Putang. Would you like to talk about that, Dominic? No, I'm cool. H- how's? Anyways, let's move it on. <laughs> Week nine, Dominic once again finished under 500, but he was saved by those lovely Raiders who went and defended their home turf in Oakland. Last primetime game ever. Twice. Twice against two pretty good teams, the Lions and the Chargers. This brings Dominic's overall record to 67, 55, and one. Okay, so I'm still kind of, still kind of funny. That I still got the and one though. And one. And one. Shout out James Harden. Fuck but, that guy. Okay, we got the Raiders beating the Chargers 26. 24 on a late Josh Jacobs score. Your boy was very happy. Pink Yeti getting that late touchdown because Josh Jacobs he was doing alright but he wasn't having one of those monster games but he gets the late touchdown. Seals the victory. The defense was good. Secondary is suspect so the way you gotta they gotta win is to rush to the quarterback flush him out and do all that other bullshit and it worked. Dominic your thoughts on the Raiders impressive win. Uh, see my thing I mean it I'm not gonna say it wasn't impressive, but there were a lot of things they need they need to work on. I know penalties are hard to uh, it's hard not to get penalized, but a lot of the penalties that they were uh, having against them were uh, ones that could have been avoided. So their uh, kind of their discipline needs to get a little bit better. But I mean overall, oh and kicking, it seems to be the last few seasons kicking has not been any team's strong point. I mean, have you noticed that? That every team in the NFL sucks at kicking? Yeah. No, I haven't. 
you know, Harrison Buckner kicked a late game field goal, also a pink Yeti. He had a great game last week. He oh, was so pretty you good can talk about your team. I can't talk about my team. You can talk team. about your team all you want. We all, we have a segment dedicated to you talk about your fantasy team at the end of your sports picks. Okay, then. Okay, then. So Are you going to get off your it. goddamn phone and quit playing Mario Kart? Well, it's supposed to be downloading, but like it stopped downloading, so I guess I'll stop. Thank you. I was so anyways, laps. let's move on to the Week 10 picks. We get a Tank Bowl in New York. We get those Giants taking on those Jets. I think I can officially say that my prediction is wrong. The Jets are not going to win the AFC East. <laughs> so, Dominic... Who do you got in this New York tank bowl? I mean, as much as I want the Jets to win, I think the Giants are going to pretty much, you know, it's not it's not much saying the Giants are going to win this game. I mean, I will go with them, but it, it's, it's you know, it's a game that I'm not going to watch unless Le'Veon goes, goes off. Why? Do you care about that? Because he's on my fantasy oh, team. Oh, because he's on your fantasy team. So now we're going to go to the NFC South. We got one of the best teams in the league, the New Orleans Saints hosting the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta one of the best teams? Maybe the best team. He's not. The they, New Orleans Saints aren't one of the best teams in the NFL? Well, you know, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL right now. Well, we will get to the 49ers in a wee bit, but the Falcons are getting Matt Ryan back. Matt Schaub was pretty impressive against the uh, Seagulls, but they get they get their boy back. Still go with the Saints. You're still going to go with the Saints? I always go with the Saints. Who dat? Who dat? Yeah, who dat? What do you mean? That's their catchphrase. Oh. Who dat say going to beat them Saints? Yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not hip. I'm sorry. They've been saying it for, like, their entire run. This this season? The entire franchise run. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you know? I have no idea right now. What Dominic does know is he knows who's going to win the matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs taking on those Tennessee Titans. Another quarterback will be returning, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Patrick Homies. Patrick Mahomes is going to return against those Tennessee Titans. Titans kind of underachieving a little bit. They got Ryan Tannehill. Huh. Could be a, a trap game for them. My thing is, okay, if you're the Chiefs, do you play do you play Patrick uh, full bore or do you, you know, give him reps? ease him back into playing. I mean, if he's playing, you got to play him like it's a regular game. You can't go half-season NFL game. Okay, well, then I'll go with the Chiefs. Okay, then. Yeah. A lot of pink yetis on that team, so hopefully they do well. Then we go to Cincinnati, Ohio. We got those Bungles hosting the Baltimore Ravens. A very impressive win, a statement win against the Patriots. Primetime Sunday night last week. What do you make of that game? Do you make it more of the Baltimore Ravens being that good? Or maybe some uh, some warning flags for those Patriots. Because, you know, I don't want to, like, toot my own horn. But I did say, you know, Nick Chubb was running it down the Patriots' throats. And the Baltimore Ravens ran it down the Patriots' throats. So maybe that can be the uh, Achilles heel to the Patriots' dominant defense. I mean, I, I, I think I give it more to Baltimore. I don't think it – I just think it wasn't New England's night that night. Um, but coming to this Sunday, I think I will give the edge to Baltimore still. I think uh, that win over the Patriots may will give them that boost of confidence, and they might just keep on rolling through the rest of the season. The Patriots are on a bye this week, but they have a tough schedule up ahead these next few weeks. They're playing, I think, Dallas, Packers, Eagles. So 
I mean, the 49ers and the and the Patriots haven't played, you know, super tough teams during their undefeated run, but do you think the uh, Patriots, I mean, obviously they're still going to win the AFCs, but do you think they're going to falter a little bit in these upcoming weeks coming off their bye? Um, maybe one of the games, but I, I still don't see them. Uh, I see the rest of these. I think they'll beat the Cowboys, um, but I, I don't. I see every game being a very close game shootout kind of it takes that one mistake that's going to win the win or lose the game for them. And sticking in the AFC East, we got the Buffalo Bills who have been a pleasant surprise this year. They're taking on the Cleveland Browns. I think it's also safe to say that our picks of the Cleveland Browns winning the AFC North are not going to come to fruition. So, it is in Cleveland. Cleveland still not living up to their potential. Nope. Buffalo, good defense, so-so offense. Give it to Buffalo. You're going to yeah, give it to Buffalo. I'm going to give it to Buffalo because... Do you think Buffalo has that first wild card spot locked in? I'm going to say yeah. I think so. Okay. I, I, I think they're playing... And that second wild card, the Raiders are flirting with it. They have an easy schedule uh, coming up, so they definitely could win 10, maybe 12 games. I mean, the Chiefs game is really the only one you look at and say, you know, they're probably not going to win those, but all the other ones, you know, Jacksonville, Chargers... Broncos, there's a bunch of winnable games coming up that the Raiders could sneak into that second wild card. Could. Colts are there too. Could, but the thing is, what's going to stop the Raiders? It's going to be injuries and discipline. Am I right? Am I right? I guess we're just going to have to find out if you're right or you're right. I think I'm right. We got an interesting matchup. We got the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. A, uh, I don't know if you can still call, can you still call Jameis Winston a young quarterback? I mean, he's been in the league enough. I think he's, you know. Eh. I don't know, but we get... Do you consider him a veteran, though? Exactly. He's in that awkward middle ground. He's like three, four years in. He's, he's like, a noob. He, well, he kind of plays like a noob at some points, but yeah. he did have a, a good showing against the Seagulls last week. We get Kyler Murray on the up and down. I mean, both these teams are kind of up and down. They show glimpses, then they just kind of show like they're trash. So uh, which of these two teams are going to outlast the other? I think I was, I've never been a fan of the, of the Buccaneers. So I always will give it to the opposite. So I'll go with the Cardinals for this one. Fitzgerald's playing great. Murray has his ta- his moments. Um, you know, so I think I think the Cardinals will edge him out. We get a NFC North matchup here. The Detroit Lions coming off of that loss against the Oakland Raiders travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. The Bears are continuing to bear. Bear down. You know, I, I, I've literally been so high on the ever since last season. I've been like, oh, no, Chicago's going to bounce back. Chicago's going to bounce back. And I've been wrong every time. So I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions this week. Everybody is, you know, calling for Matt Nagy's head. Mitch Trubisky isn't doing so hot. Second year. Who, who's, who's to blame right now for those Chicago Bears struggles? I mean, you, I mean... Usually the second year as a quarterback is usually your worst season unless you just continue to dec- decline. I mean, if you look at Derek Carr, his first season was spectacular. Second and third season, he's kind of just went on the decline. And now he's just been kind of at this consistent, like, he's been good. And then he has a moment of, like, oh, crap, he kind of just blew, blew the game for us. So it just depends on, you know, it, I think it's the quarterback's fault. I think it's up to him to make the play. It's up to him to see on the field what's going on. Yeah, the head coach has him, and the offensive coordinator does have say, but a lot of it is on the player, in my opinion. Do you see Mitchell Trubisky being in a starting role for the Chicago Bears next year? Do you have to wait it out one more year, or have you seen enough to where it's like, okay, you know, he's he's so bad that maybe it's time to move on? I'll give him the rest of this season before I make that call. All right, so then we got the Miami Dolphins, the white-hot Miami Dolphins. 
They are on a one-game winning streak. They travel to Indianapolis to take on Brian Hoyer and the Indianapolis Colts. Jacoby Brissett is out. T.Y. Hilton is going to be out. The Colts banged up. Still a good team. I assume there's, uh, you know, a depleted Colts roster is still better than a full, healthy Miami Dolphins roster. But they are coming off that big win. So, Dominic, who do you got and why? Should I just go with the Dolphins and see what happens? I mean, they're they're on they're on fire right now. Let's go with the Dolphins then. Okay, Dolphins just getting because, two wins in a just, row. Just Look because, at that. I mean, yeah. the racial slurs aren't playing this week, so you got to hit your wagon onto one terrible team. There we go. That's my wagon. No one circles the wagon like. Huh? No one circles the wagon like the. Dominics? The Buffalo Bills. Oh. You don't know that saying either, do you? No. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, we got the Carolina Panthers taking on the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. The Packers are coming off of that loss to the Los Angeles Chargers last week. Terrible offensive showing by the Packers offense with Devonta Adams coming back. Wasn't so hot. Bounce back game, possibly. And Cam Newton on the IR. He's gone for the rest of the season. So... Who do you got in white? I'm going with the Packers. Like you said, it's a bounce-back game. I know Aaron Rodgers uh, is is probably poised to put up big numbers. Not just because he's on both of our fantasy teams. Yeah, not definitely not because of that. But it really did bug me when he only got 12 for me, and I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, come on, Aaron, A-A-Ron. But yeah, I'm going with the Packers. Fuck Carolina. Going to Carolina, we've kind of been talking about this all year. Cam Newton on the IR, gone for us this season. Have we seen the last of Cam in a Panthers uniform? Possibly. My thing is, it's a lot of money that they have that they owe him, so you can cut him. You know, kind of get loose of that. You got Kyle Allen, who's been, he's been okay. He's been suitable. My thing is, do you tra- Who would you if you trade him? What can you get for him? I don't know. I mean, we haven't really seen a big name quarterback with a bunch of money owed to him really be traded before. At least, you know, in recent memory. So that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, because... What they do yeah, with Cam Newton. I, I'm thinking they might just wait him out. I think a, a healthy, aging Cam Newton is still better than whatever Kyle Allen is. So I would stick with... Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would stick I with him, yeah. with uh, Cam Newton. But I think it's just kind of up in the air what exactly his health status is. He hasn't been the same since that Super Bowl run all those years ago. So now moving on, the final regular Sunday game. The Los Angeles Rams taking on... The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Rams coming off of a bye from their game in London. Now they're going to face the Pittsburgh Steelers, who beat the injury-laden Colts after Adam Vinatieri missed yet another field goal. Poor, poor Vinny. But the uh, Rams taking on Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Who's got the? Who's getting the dub? You know, I, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Rams. I think uh, they haven't been doing too well, but I think this is an easy game for them to win. All right, Pittsburgh so isn't doing well enough, so. We move on to the primetime games. We got the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. Amari Cooper, questionable, should be able to play. But Dominic, a, a good matchup Sunday night. Go the Cowboys. Any uh, any reasoning behind that? Because Kirk Cousins is a primetime game? Probably. I mean, I just think... As much as I don't like Dallas, I just think their their lineup is going to be just a lot better. And then now probably the best game on the slate this week. We get the Seattle Seagulls traveling to the Bay Area to Santa Clara to take on those San Francisco 49ers. Okay, hey, hey, don't make it sound like we're huge 49ers fans. We're not, all right? 
I mean, the the, Oak, the Oakland Raiders are leaving town, you know. Okay, they're, but they're, they're still here for the meantime, so we got to, you know, when they leave, we can discuss about changing allegiances. Well, yeah, okay? I mean, you've already changed allegiances in your baseball team. You know, let's let's keep that on the DL, okay? Okay. On the IL. Oh. You know, can't can't be saying DL anymore. Get triggered. <laughs> Even though DL, it means down low, not disabled list. But anyways, let's move on to the Monday Night Football game battle for Go with the 49ers. And okay, they are still undefeated. First real test of the season. Even if they lose this game, they're still in first place. They're two games ahead of the Seagulls, but Seahawks are playing fantastic. MVP candidate frontrunner, I would say Russell Wilson. George Kittle, questionable to play. If, Kittle's, if, K- if Kittle doesn't play, I still give the edge to the Niners, but it'll be a lot harder fought game for them to win. If Kittle plays, I think this is a dominant game for them to win. How do you think they win this game? Do they win it via shootout, or do they lock down the MVP in Russell Wilson, and they just run I, well, the ball the, down the field? I think field. their defense would lock down their uh, with Seattle's offense easily. Um, but like I said, though, if Kittle doesn't play, Kittle is one of their main targets. If Kittle doesn't play, then you don't really need to worry about that offensive threat, but then you got to lock down Sanders and, and whoever else. Um, but, like I said, still going to give the edge to the Niners. If Kittle plays, it's a Lock in, sure, they're gonna win. If he doesn't, I'm definitely gonna. It's still gonna be the Niners, but it's gonna be a lot harder fought. And finally, we get a Thursday night football matchup that, at the beginning of the season, thought it could have been a lot of fun, could have been for the AFC North supremacy. But we get the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on those Cleveland Browns. It might have to depend on what happens after this game. We, I mean, we kind of always say that every week, but. Division matchup, these are always kind of tough. It's Thursday night. You never can really predict what's going to happen as we get the flyover. Dominic, who do you got and why in this Thursday night matchup? I mean, if you think about it, Ben goes down. Cleveland's just been shit in bed. I mean, realistically for me, the obvious team to pick is the Steelers. But with that being said, I also think Cleveland can surprise a lot of people, so I'm going to go with Cleveland. All right, Cleveland getting the victory, according to Dominic. Damn. Sticking with a, a former Steeler, the uh, Antonio Brown saga continues. He was yeah. bitching and moaning on, on the Internet like he normally does. And then he retracted his statement. Any, uh, any thoughts on what's going on with Antonio Brown? You know, I don't even want to talk about him. He's a little bitch. If I saw him on the street, I'll probably, like, Oh, what's up, baby? I love you, bro. Come, come to the Raiders. Probably pop him in the jaw one time, bro. Alright, so that'll be ready for Dominic's fantasy football. You didn't even get me let me do Dominic's picks today. You didn't even let me say it. Oh sorry. Yeah, it's too late now. So Dominic, what did we just conclude? Some stupid shit. Didn't let me it doesn't make it doesn't make it feel doesn't make me feel better. It's too late now. Alright, I'll make you feel better it's, tonight, it's, baby. It's too late for me to say Dominic's picks bump bump, okay? You ruined it. I'm sorry. I can't but, do anything. Right? Can we talk about my fantasy? Okay, so now it's time for Dominic's fantasy woes and questions. Dominic, how'd you do how'd you do last week? Did you win? Did you get the no. dub? You did not get because the dub. Aaron Rodgers shit the bed. Oh, I'm sorry. But who I'm playing this week, this guy, is uh, Team uh, AZ11. Not to be confused with AZ10 and AZ13. AZ12. Yeah. But uh, maybe this guy's not really playing because his starting QB is Carson Wentz. He's on a bye. Calvin Johnson. He got some... Uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of his... He's starting lineup. Calvin Johnson? Yeah. Megatron? Detroit? Calvin Johnson isn't in the league anymore. Then who's who plays on the jo- Detroit Lions? Last name Johnson. Ty Johnson? Maybe. But a lot of his lineup is on bye week. 
And even his bench, a lot of them are on the bye week. So, yeah. So, easy claps for Dominic this week. So, yeah. So, realistically, let's see, let's see. He's projected to score 35 points. I'm projected to score 110. So, we oh, should That be was good. just like me last week. Got the easy claps on the last place team. This week, Pink Yeti has a tough matchup for uh, second place in the division. Third seed overall. Very important because if we get the third seed, we are not going to play the uh, number one seed in the semifinals. He's undefeated thus far. Ken, shout out Ken. He's doing very well. The question for this you. This season. For me. For you to f- My question to you for me is do I start Chicago's defense or Kansas City's defense? So Chicago is, if I can try to pick it up there, playing Detroit. Detroit, and then Kansas City is playing Tennessee. Correct. I would probably go with Tennessee, or I would go with Kansas City, just because I think that Tennessee is more turnover-prone. I think Detroit, as we saw against the Raiders, can they're chucking it. They can play really good, yes. They are going to be outdoors. I don't know what the weather like is in Chicago, so that could be a a question mark, so maybe you can pay attention to that a little bit. Apparently I have room to add somebody. Ooh. But I will go with Kansas City. Dominic, if you want to, I can give you a waiver wire pick. If you hand the phone over, yeah, here. I can. I will. Supposedly I have an extra spot. I will give you a go waiver. Lineup, you okay, know. Dominic, I will go through your lineup. As I don't we remember who I dropped. Oh, you know, I dropped Everett. I think that's who I dropped because I think that, I think he was on a bye, and I needed somebody, and I picked up the Detroit tight end. He didn't do well. So yeah. I don't so know. if I look, maybe I think Jared Cook's still not playing. If I try to find who you got. See, a running back, you have Adrian Peterson as your running back and Carlos Hyde. So decent running backs. I would maybe look at picking up Kenyon Drake. He's doing pretty well, Jamal Williams. He's also doing pretty well, especially since you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. You can pair them up. Mm-hmm. You can uh, get some double up points that way. So mm-hmm. maybe I would see to dropping Adrian Peterson or see the other running backs you have maybe drop one of them because Le'Veon Bell is not doing so hot. So you'd have Latavius Murray. He's not an RB1. So pretty much you have two RB2s with the flex Latavius Murray. You're like speaking Chinese to me right now. But you do have DK Metcalf, who's been doing very well. I'm a little disappointed because I dropped him a few weeks ago, and he's been balling ever since. Yep. But it's okay. I'm still doing pretty well. So that's uh, your waiver considerations. Yeah, I would say I'd, either uh, Kenyon Drake or Williams from the Packers. Kenyon Drake? Just got traded from the, especially with Chase Edmonds not going to mm-hmm. play this week, and who knows what's going to happen with Johnson. You never know. But anyways, let's move on to the wrestling. We get AEW. We're going to quickly go over that because they got a show tonight, AEW Full Gear. They start the show off on Dynamite with Pac taking on Trent. Pac gets the victory in about 14 minutes. Thought it was a good match. They botched the finish with maybe Pac was supposed to lift up Trent's shoulder at the end, but the referee stomped it, and who knows what the fuck happened. But... I saw that, and that that turned me off. It really turned you off? What turns you on? Uh, A clean, crisp finish to a match. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought it was good. Maybe Pac should have went over a little bit faster, because Trent is a comedy tag team guy. But I think they can uh, get some stuff out of him later on, because I did enjoy some of his singles work in New Japan. So then we get maybe the highlight of the show. We get Cody Rhodes with a passionate promo talking about his upcoming match against Chris Jericho. He said they're both, you know, entitled white boys because Jericho has a, a dad who played in the NHL. And he said that if he loses this match, Cody, that is, he's never going to challenge for the AEW championship again. Not just if Jericho's champion, but overall. Dominic, what do you think of the promo? I mean, I think my opinion, this is neck and neck. 
with another great promo that I've heard. You know what promo that is? What promo was this? Actually, I'm afraid to say it. You might call me like a noob or a mark or something. Are you going to call the Hard Times promo? No. Okay, what promo are you going to say, Dominic? I'll say I think it was pretty good, just like CM Punk's promo. His bombshell. Pipe bomb. Pipe bomb, whatever. Bombshell, pipe bomb, whatever. I'm tired. Grenade promo. I'm tired. It's 1.30. What time Explosive. do you wake up today? What time do you wake up today? Like 9.30? 8? No. I woke up at 8.30 today, Dom. He'd be proud of me. So early. Why'd you wake up so early? I don't know. I just kind of woke up and didn't go back to sleep. Yep. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I think it's neck and neck with CM Punk's uh, pipe. Excuse me. I almost burped in the, in the microphone. That would be very unprofessional, huh? That would be very rude of you. That's okay. Philip has burped in the microphone countless times. It really pisses me off. Oh, but you don't call him out on it. I just silently shame him. Cause I can't if I burped on it, you'd be like, Dominic, that is, you just burped in the ears of millions of people. Well, because it's I can't cuss, so I'd be like, Dominic, that's fucking disgusting, you fucking pig. And I can't I can't say that. You say freaking. Because then, cause then usually what happens when I try to cuss is like I, I say I can't cuss, so then like I stumble and I sound like an idiot. Like I normally do. So you're more of an idiot. I agree with you. That look, I like that look. I agree with you. Not, uh, not pointing at Brandon people. I'm pointing at the studio audience. That's why she's not looking over. Cause she's smiling. How you doing, girl? Anyways, let's get on with get on. We have some packages to talk about because we would love to talk about AEW packages. We got the Jericho package, which I thought was phenomenal. Yep. It was so funny. And it, I don't know. I mean, it was maybe a little too funny, a little too cute by half. Can I, can I ask you, okay, if, if, if Jericho never uh, went to New Japan, never went to AEW, let's say he re-signed with WWE, I'm not saying would this same exact stuff be happening, or do you, but... Would a variation of this Jericho be in WWE? Because you know he always reinvents himself. Do you think something of this caliber would have? I mean, came we had we got the list Jericho. We had the scarf, so he was already kind of delving into that comedy heel yeah. venture. But obviously, in AEW in New Japan, he has a lot more leeway. He has a lot more creative control. Yeah. And I mean, this package was funnier than I don't even know like anything WWE's done in, like, years. Okay. I mean, this was... I very much enjoyed this. I mean, it was spoofing on the Cody package that was aired a couple... That we talked so... Yeah. I mean, it got the title of the podcast a couple weeks ago, Cody's Enormous Package. Yep, I saw that. So... I was there. You were there. We were both there. Yep. Studiotis was even there. Yep. And Oreo. Yep. I don't know where, where the mascot is. He, behind you. Oh, there's the mascot. mascot yep. Mascot's back there. So, yep. then we also get another package later on in the show we get John Moxley and Omega they come out later on in the show during that giant brawl but they hype up this this, uh, this match coming up for full gear it's cool it's fine it's cool yeah it's fine yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. then we get a tag team match for the uh, third place in the tournament the winner gets put in the triple threat match for full gear private party defeats the dark order dark order were the big not signings, but they came in during double or nothing I think they've kind of faltered off we both haven't really been high on them so maybe well my yeah. thing is like they came in, and they just were there. They didn't get introduced. We don't even know, like, yeah, why do they look like this? Exactly. Hopefully, we get uh, some character development. Maybe get some squash matches or whatever. I think the tag team division is very good in AEW. I think they can uh, take some time on rebuilding the Dark Order. Then we get a women's tag team match. We get Sakata and 
Hater, Hider, I don't know. Not Hater, because that's Jack Swagger's name. I but then her. they uh, defeat Riho and Shayna. Shauna, I don't know. Sakura pins Riho to set up the tag team or to set up the match at full gear, which they did this earlier on because it kind of seemed like WWE. You book the match, the title match first, and then you pin the champ. But it's whatever. I mean, you can't you can't blame them for doing something like that. I mean, they're trying to get them out there. I mean, let's be honest, their women's division not not the NXT best. shits on their women's division. Exactly. It's one of those things where you, they're probably just doing this stuff just so we can get ahead of the promotions and try to, like, let's push them hard because we need to show people that, you know, our girls can kick ass too. But, you know, uh, it's not uh, going so well. Sean Spears takes on Brandon Cutler, and he defeats Brandon Cutler. Uh, you know, high-profile match for Sean Spears. And he gets the win. I think this is a good spot for Brandon Cutler. Spears was going to kill Cutler with the chair, but then Joe Janela comes and makes a save, which sets up the match at full gear. Simple stuff yep. to set up the match for the pay-per-view. Then we get the main event. We get a long Jericho and Guevara taking on Hangman Page and Kenny Omega after some interference between the inner circle. Jericho ends up uh, getting the pin on Hangman. Sets up a huge brawl between the elite and the inner circle to end the show. John Moxley makes an appearance as well. I thought it was great. It kind of built whatever three, four matches all at one time. My, my whole thing with that is, um, so on the off chance Cody loses, just just throwing us out there on the off chance he loses, where where does this put Elite? Where where would this put them? Might might help if I unmuted my microphone. If I muted it first, you know, I gave my one per per episode. Okay. I know. But I thought they. Uh, during Cody's promo, he kind of hinted at maybe, you know, some sort of match, some war game style match possibly between the Inner Circle and Elite. And I think they are definitely going towards that for maybe, you know, the January, February pay-per-view mm -hmm. to some, you know, giant Survivor Series war games type of match between the Inner Circle and the Elite. So that could possibly set up a match or kind of can forecast what's going to happen on full gear with yeah. some of these finishes. So, uh I don't know. I mean, I think that's definitely the direction. I think some will win, some will lose on both sides, and that'll set up a big match down the line between everybody. Do you everybody. see elite so-called crumbling? Well, they are teasing something with Hangman maybe being a little uh, disappointed, a little frustrated Disgruntled. With, with how things are going right now. So maybe, I mean, Omega, they were doing something with him before the show started, and that really hasn't come to fruition about him going like crazy or insane or whatever. So who knows okay. what's going to happen on okay. there. So then moving on to full gear we get the pre-show we get dr Britt baker taking on b Priestley. this match has been building since fight for the fallen i think Priestley wins but i don't have so much confidence in that mainly just because i think you want to build up some people for rio to uh to face i think you go back to this match later on for the title and Britt can get her win i i don't have to agree i mean there's not a lot of uh strong heel slash faces right now so you got to kind of I agree, you got to build up some people, knock some people down. Also on that pre-show, we get Sean Spears taking on Joey Janela. And I wouldn't say a thrown-together match, but just kind of out of nowhere. I think Spears gets the win, trying to build him back up. I think Joey Janela can take the loss. Maybe we get some sort of, like, chair spot. But No, I, I think Janela will take this one, and I think it's and I think it's going to be more of a DQ win for Janela. I think Spears is going to get pissed off and... And that's where you get your chair shot is going to be him just getting whacked upside the head. All right. So now we'll move on to the 
actual show. We get the AEW Women's Championship match. Rio taking on Emi Sakura. They, this is a classic mentor trainee type match. Apparently, they faced off each other like 30-something times that Kenny tweeted about. Would have been nice if they told us this on the show. Yeah. But anyways, a match is just kind of thrown out there and with no real build. I think Rio gets the win. She's getting super over, especially with the young girls. So I think Rio gets to read the victory. What the plane says. Hang on. As you put in your awesomely cool sunglasses slash I can't prescriptions. Read. I don't know what it says. Look, turn around. I can't read it. What does it say? What well, does it say, Brandon? First, it's backwards. So that's why you probably can't read oh, it. Oh, okay. I thought it was just me. I don't know what it says. They'll, they'll make a lap around. Oh, hopefully. But anyways, we I'll get... I'll tell you, uh, I pick Rio. Okay, you pick Rio. Just because I think that it's going to be a more devilish heel, which will defeat Rio. We get Santana and Ortiz coming up to take on the Young Bucks. Young Bucks have lost recently. They lost to the private party in the opening of the tournament, tag team tournament. Santana and Ortiz have won some squash matches. I think this one's kind of hard to predict. I'll go with the Young Bucks just because I think you need to build the Young Bucks up a little bit. Maybe it's going to be a good back and forth match, and they barely beat Santana and Ortiz at the very end. See, my, my whole thing is I feel like Santana and Ortiz could... Um, I guess profit better from a victory versus Young Bucks beating them. I think this is something that Santana Ortiz can use this to elevate their game, and Young Bucks will have to just reinvent or you know not reinvent themselves, but you know maybe have to take so-called like a breather and figure out who they are, you know, and something like that, and they come back and just dominate the division. I mean, I can see where it's coming from, but I think like they're already at least heading towards that story with uh, John, Mo- or not John Moxley, with Hangman Page. Maybe mm-hmm. they're going to do that with Kenny Omega. And I think the Bucks and Omega, not so much Page, but I think, you know, those three acts could be three of your top five acts and you're having them lose early on. I don't know if that's really the way you want to go. Yeah, no, I'm just spitballing, man. <laughs> but now, I mean, it could be right. I mean, who knows who's going to win? We got the AEW Tag Team Championships in a triple threat or a three-way match, however they are calling this. We had SCU, the champions, defending against the Lucha Bros and Private Party. SCU just got the titles last week. I assume they're going to keep them for a little bit longer than that, so I'm going to go with SCU, pinning Private Party, because Private Party have been kind of on a high recently. I'm going to go with uh, Lucha Bros pinning Private Party. So why do you have the Lucha Bros win here when they could have just won at the tag team tournament because I think I don't know actually I don't know why I'm just thinking I'm just spitballing here just, just gonna be different okay you know just like my jacket so what I'm different yes you are different Dominic there's that's why we love you leg. there's a fly on my leg ew we get Pac taking on Hangman Adam Page a specialty singles match both of them are one and one against each other I think Pac gets the victory here no real reason, just because I think they're trying to elevate Pac, and I think Hangman, they're telling the larger story with that, and I think him losing could, as I said, maybe send him down a dark, deep hole. I actually like that. I think I'm going to go with that as well. I'll uh, piggyback off that statement. All right, we got, what do you think is the last match on the show? Because technically, Kenny Omega and John Moxley is a lights-out match. I think last time they did this with Janela and Moxley, it was the last match on the show, because they do the whole turn down the lights and then turn the lights back on thing. What is the main event of the show? Ooh. I think it might also depend on what the finish is. Because if you, I mean, do you really want, if Jericho's winning, do you want Jericho to be the final shot? Or do you want John Moxley to be the final shot? Or Kenny Omega? I mean, I, 
I, I think, really don't know. I think you just put the championship match on last. I don't think they're going to put the title match last. I think... See, but the thing is, they're both built very well. I, I, I mean, I'm the Kenny Omega-John Moxley match, I think, was hotter going into All Out than it is right now. Mm. Definitely is not as hot as it was coming out of uh, Double or Nothing. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to say the Lights Out match is last. So, I think next so then day, first we'll talk yeah. about AEW Championship match. Chris Jericho taking on Cody Rhodes. Once again, Cody has one of the most well-bit storylines going into it. Emotionally driven. Probably not going to be the best match, technically speaking, but should have the crowd in the palm of their hands. Jericho taking on Rhodes. I think Jericho wins. I know Cody said that if he loses, he's never going to face the championship again, but it's wrestling. I think they're going to hold off on that stipulation for a long time. I think he's going to you know, say, no, I upheld it, but then Jericho is going to do something dastardly like, I don't know, maybe he tax Brandy or does something to finally get Cody to uh, to take on Jericho for the championship again. I don't know. Uh, I'm... My thing is, if Cody loses and he never gets a challenge again, whenever you hear those type of stipulations, to me, it always makes it that guy's going to win. And that's why I'm saying you can kind of go the other way and just kind of establish, like, look, when we set stipulations, we uphold to them. He's not going to face the title for, I don't know, maybe a year, but it's going to take something super dastardly by a heel to make him come out of it. See, but but, but then you're technically given in, though. But it's not, if, okay, if it was WWE, they would do it in, like, six months or less than that. Or even two years, three years. I think you can do something to where Cody is kind of faltered off and they maybe do the War Games match in February. And then they have, you know, MJF, MJF finally turns on him and he faces him at double or nothing. And you can have like a tag team match with him and Dustin for the titles in summer for All Out or whatever. And then you can, you know, you can have different title ma- You can have different things for Cody. But then eventually you can circle back to that. Circles back to... But the thing is, wouldn't it make more sense for him to circle back when Jericho was champion? Maybe Jericho was the champion this whole time. For three years? Jesus Christ. Or for a year. That's, that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go so with you, Cody. You, I'm going with Cody. Is it mainly just because of the stipulation? Because of the stipulation. Okay. Okay. So then... If, this, Dominic... if this stipulation was not on this match, I would have went with Jericho. So now going to what Dominic thinks is going to be the main event. Kenny Omega taking on John Moxley in a lights out, no DQ, doesn't count on their record match. Doesn't matter who wins, but Dominic, who do you think is going to win? Ooh, I think I'm going to go with Moxley. I think that was a... Um, yeah, I'm just going to go with Moxley. He, he can... I can't think of... I can't even think of the words... This, to think right, I can't. I can't speak right now. It's okay, Dominic. I'll I'm like, I'll yeah, care, carry me I'll, right I'll, now. I'll carry when, you right when, now. When it comes to my head, I'll. Uh... I think John Moxley will win as well. I'm not saying because of the stipulation that he's going to win, but I think Moxley is a hotter act right now. I think he's a much easier act to understand at this moment. Kenny Omega is just—he's a good wrestler, but they haven't really told us a story about him. I think also they're on a long story with Kenny. I think they can hold off on that. I think John Moxley could go to John Moxley versus Jericho after this and maybe John Moxley wins the championship who knows but I think Moxley gets the victory and this kind of propels him forward that's, I was going to say that yeah there you go all okay. that I was going to say all you. that alright see me and you you know we, we have, we're like twins or like a you know long lost I don't know what I'm going with this now I can't speak Dominic carry me 
And that's it for the day. Show. Oh, wait, no. No, we still have a lot to talk about. Oh, so we got a lot to talk We've about. We've only gone 40 minutes, Dominic, so. Hey, hey, oh, that's what a long time. Studio audiences like to ch chime in on that? No. No? No. Okay. So then, anyways, we get some wrestling news. Speaking of AEW, NXT and AEW in a pseudo-tie. AEW narrowly edging out NXT in the ratings by a few thousand viewers in the margin of error. So, not really much. I don't know if you can put too much stock into it. Both of them are in the 800,000 range. NXT gets, obviously, the rub from the WWE invasion that's been going on recently. Dominic, is this uh, good news, bad news, no news? I think it's good news, but the thing is, it's good and bad. It's good because it shows that people are starting to um, maybe lose interest in AEW and go back to NXT, but it's bad news for NXT because once this whole War Games Survivor Series thing's over, they're going to go back to doing what they were doing, and people are going to turn back into AEW. So, I mean, it's good for now, but it's probably going to hurt them in the long run. I think they are definitely taking from the 2 million people that watch Raw and SmackDown. I think that hopefully NXT has been a really good show recently. Maybe this week wasn't their best show they've had, but I think two weeks ago was a fantastic show. And hopefully going forward into the War Games pay-per-view, they can retain those viewers. I think AEW is definitely hitting their stride as well. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if it was just too much wrestling early on, and that kind of turns people off. And they're like, okay, this is this is, you know, wrestling and stuff, but why do I care? But I think, you know, we're going to have to wait till the end of the year and into Royal Rumble. I mean, maybe Royal Rumble also helps NXT. Who knows? But I mean, you also got to remember, too, you know, WrestleMania will be here sooner than you know it. What's AEW's WrestleMania? Are they going to have a WrestleMania-esque show? Who knows? I mean, Double or Nothing is coming up. I assume it's going to come up again in, in May. Maybe they're going to have a pay-per-view in between Full Gear and Double or Nothing and then All Out or the Chicago pay-per-view seemingly is their quote-unquote big show. I don't think as of this moment you want to go to the Jacksonville Stadium and run a show there. I think they haven't shown. I mean, they're having good crowds, passionate crowds, but they're six, 7,000 people. They're not selling out these 10,000-seat uh, arenas, Yeah. these college you know, basketball arena. So I don't think AEW's in the spot right now to run a, a giant WrestleMania S show, but I think if you just chug along, but have consistent but, shows, it should be fine. You're telling me, though, that there's not a, the AEW fan base. If they said, we're going to run out Jacksonville, it's 50,000 seats or whatever, you, you tell me they will not sell out? I mean, a legit sellout, 50,000, that's a lot. I mean, yes, you can point to all in, all out, double or nothing. It was like, oh, we had 100,000 people in the queue. Okay, but, you know, Chicago, it's Vegas. You know, people can travel to those cities. I mean, Jacksonville, not the most destination, you know, it's not the most touristy destination spots in the world. But, but, but I mean, if you okay. build it, they will come. Exactly. So you're telling me if they said, hey, we're going to go, even if it was bumfuck Egypt, you know, somewhere like Egypt. Whatever. Where the fuck did you get Egypt from? I don't, whatever, I don't know. I'm just. I'm not saying Egypt. I'm just saying it was in the middle of nowhere, but it was a 70,000 seat arena, and we're gonna sell it out. You're telling me people will not go to it. You tell me they will not sell out. I think there's a difference between having a successful show and having a sellout. I mean, you can have, you know, I mean, back in the day in the 80s, they would run, you know, Dallas and they'd run, you know, stadium shows and they would sell, you know, 30,000, but it wasn't a legit sellout of like fifty, sixty thousand. But it was still a successful show. But I think now with WrestleMania being a consistent sellout every single year, when you run that stadium and it's not completely full, full then, you know, it's 
kind of shows like, oh, they must not be that major league. Maybe you can run, uh, you know, like the San Jose soccer arena. You can run a smaller type of, you know, stadium-esque place, but mm-hmm. it's not as big. I mean, the pavilion or whatever that's in Jacksonville, I think that's a really cool look. They're going to go back to it in January. I'm excited to see uh, what they do there. Okay. But anyways, continuing on. Continue on. On NXT Performance Center. We've talked about these two women in the past, but it's official. Smoke Show and Shotzi. Yes. Have reported to the Performance Ooh. Center new Ooh. signings for WWE. Ooh. Dominic, how excited are you? My mind is blown. Like, just, just kablooey. That ain't the, that ain't the only thing that's going kablooey. Pretty much. Dominic, how's your no nut November going? What? Anyways, it w- it was all blown to pieces after this uh, announcement came out. No, I I think uh, I m- m- the thing I'm worried about most is shot. I'm not worried about Sa- Sha- uh, Shotzi or Shasha. <laughs> I'm not worried about Shotzi because she her gimmick is rebel, crazy goth, whatever metal punk, whatever she is. Not worried about her. Smoke show. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm nervous about smoke show, but I don't want them to uh, ruin her. Ruin her by making her less sexy. I'm not saying let her go out there and be pretty much butt ass naked, but I don't want them to cover her up because that's what people liked her for. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it's a rock and a hard place with her. She's still developing her style of wrestling. She's decent at it. She's getting there. But she's known for being in risque clothing and wrestle. You know what I mean? I mean, I think she'll be fine. I mean, I don't think she's going to come out and wrestle in, like, her, you know, her thong attire like she normally would. I think, <sighs> I mean, if you, calm down. <laughs> calm down, Dominic. You didn't meet the microphone, so people, so people heard that part. It's okay. It's okay. You want to want to, want to hear I want me? people to know what's going on. <laughs> Studio audience <laughs> wants to know what's going on in Dominic's head right now. He's thinking about all the uh, five-star classics that the smoke show was put on. Pretty much. I think she'll be fine. I didn't know who she was until I think you told me to look up her and T. And, and, oh, so it's all my fault now. It's all Thanks. your fault. Yep. Thanks for putting all the heat on me. Yep, heat on you. Anyways, I think she'll be fine. I think Shotzi will be fine. I don't. I don't mean. I don't know what Shotzi can do character-wise. So I think she's. I think more unproven than the smoke show is. I never really heard her her mic work either. But we will have to stay tuned to find out about yeah. that. Someone who we have seen for a very long time is going to continue to be on our television screens. That is Randy Orton. Apparently he has signed a five-year contract after teasing, trolling us with some AEW things. He resigns. I didn't think. I don't think this was much of a shock to anybody. Yeah. But we get five more years of Randy Orton. Woo! Happy. He'll probably retire after those five years, though. Those five years can't come soon enough. Yep. And then we're going to get some TNA talk, some Impact talk. Mm-hmm. You so excited? We get Tessa Blanchard apparently going to take on Sammy Callahan. Again? In... January, hard to kill their pay-per-view, and she's going to challenge for the Impact World Championship. So Tessa Blanchard doing big things. I think she is kind of the star of the promotion. Your thoughts on her getting this big do men's you, singles title push? Do you, do you think if she becomes the Impact Champion, will you'll see AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, will you see more female wrestlers challenging men for their titles and winning? I don't think... WWE will ever do that. I think they've kind of strictly said like we're pro- we're not going to do that. I think you know you have shareholders, you have sponsors, yeah. and you you know it's a more I don't want to say 
you know, diligent or, you know, they're trying to be PC or anything like that. But I think the pushback, I think, would be greater for WWE because it's a lot more, what you might call it, uh, you know, casual fan base. And I think that might turn people off. I think AEW could dabble in it. I mean, the Young Bucks made Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan almost famous with that gory match that they had in PWG. So yeah. I don't think they're against it for AEW's sake, but I think WWE is not going to do that. Okay. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of intergender wrestling either, even though I saw a pretty damn good match with, with uh, Joey Ryan and Candice at a, at a PW one time. Ooh, good good, good save. Um, I, mean, I don't want to say the wrong promotion. They get kicked out and then never come back again. Exactly. Um, I mean, because my whole thing is with the 24-7 title, would you be okay with... You know, let's say, let's say, you know, even with that, like it was like, okay, now it's like a women's title. The men can't go after that, even though technically a woman won it from a man. So why can it just be either way? But because because that, well, that's my whole thing. My thing is like Nia Jax comes back. I think she would be a great twenty four seven champion. She could beat the crap out of the guys and the girls. I mean, they were teasing something with Nia Jax and Dean Ambrose last year. And I wouldn't be super opposed to that. I mean, I think Nia Jax and Tessa Blanchard are kind of in their rare form where they could maybe, poss- you know, believably wrestle a man. And it's like, you know, not insulting. I mean, Candice, yeah. I think, is kind of skirting the line because she's so small. Yeah. But I think someone like Tessa and someone like Nia Jax are kind of one of the few women that I could realistically see, you know, wrestling a man and being okay with it. Yeah. Okay, well, just, just just seeing where your mindset is. Well, let's see where Dominic's mindset is for it. WWE, we got Raw and SmackDown. We got the invasion of NXT continuing on on Raw. We get the NXT champion, Seth, or not the NXT champion, is not Seth Rollins. Adam Cole. He was trying to be the champion. Adam Cole takes on Seth Rollins after Seth Rollins cuts a promo. Big Daddy Triple H, he comes out, and he tries to persuade Seth to join the NXT and blah, 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 blah. And then Adam Cole... Loses to Seth Rollins via disqualification because then the Undisputed Era comes out. So why did the Undisputed Era come out? Because it wasn't like he was in dire straits. And it was just, you know, if you think too hard about it, it doesn't make any sense. Well, if you think too hard, you might hurt your head there too, buddy. And then, like, Triple H kind of wanted Seth Rollins to win, but does he want Adam Cole to win? And once again, can't think too hard about this. Yeah, you just got to let it go, man. Just let it go. Yep. Like Frozen. Are you going to see Frozen 2? Maybe. Still haven't seen Frozen 1. Missing out, dog. I know, missing out. But uh, to kick off the show, once again, we get Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman cutting a promo, looking for Ray. They wreak havoc all over the backstage area. They pour, they kill poor Dio Madden after threatening to kill Jerry Lawler on the air. And then Ray Mysterio comes out, hits Brock Lesnar with the, uh, I don't know, what was it, like a... Chair? Pipe? It was a pipe. pipe. Chair was at Blood Money 4. Oh, okay. But he hits him with a pipe, come back from commercial, Brock's selling his leg, can barely walk, cuts a passionate promo, Rey Mysterio does it, that was very good, and they are going to face off against each other at Survivor Series, so we're not going to get Fiend, Brock, and Cole. Cole. We might know what the Fiend is doing at Survivor Series, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So my, my thing is, uh, if Rey Mysterio beats Brock Lesnar... Which I don't think he will. But if he does... Which he won't. Is this whole Kofi thing gonna get blown out of proportion again? Like, oh, Kofi didn't last ten seconds, but Ray beat him. Like, could you see some? Because in my mind, Ray should be squashed in ten seconds or less, just like Kofi. If that doesn't happen, do you think more people will be mad than they already are? I don't know. I mean, this whole Ray Mysterio thing. I mean, I've been beating the drum of like 
promoting and building Rey Mysterio just because, I mean, he's a legend. He's one of the greatest luchadors of all time, and he's been losing in, like, throwaway, non-promoted matches on Raw, and now you're trying to have people care about him going into uh, Survivor Series to face Brock. I think they've done a good job. I think people are going to care about this match, but if they promoted Rey as, like, the lucha legend as he is, it could have yeah. meant so much more. But that's WWE for you. They ain't gonna... They don't, and that's the way they don't the think. news goes. Did you see the new Rick and Morty yet? It comes out tomorrow. Oh, well, I already saw it, you know. Because you're cool? Yeah, I got the hook up. Hmm? New friend at work. Good for you. He works at Rick and Morty? Yep. And he works at Osh? Yep. Yep. He's a voice of Rick. You know, it's like no big deal. Oh, whatevs. Yeah. But we get Natalia and Charlotte Flair taking on the Kabuki Warriors. And, of course, these two thrown-together singles stars beat the Kabuki Warriors after the Warriors had a pretty good week, I thought, last week. Is this going to build anywhere? Is Natalia and Charlotte going to be the new dominant tag team in the women's division? I hope God not. I hope God not. I hope God not, too. I hope to God not. Just because... Amen. Well, no, it's just because... I mean, I could see Natalia, but Charlotte is a singles competitor. And what the hell is up with Charlotte's character? It's like she turned on Becky a few weeks ago, and then now she's like... A kind of baby face, but not really. She still kind of has that resting bitch face. It's like, what is what is Charlotte Flair right now? She's just a star, I guess, is what She's I think. She's just is. Charlotte Fair. Or, Fla- or Flair. Cher Fair. Woo. Cher. Cher? Cher. Do you believe in love after love? Anyway, sticking in that women's division, we get Shayna sticking. Baszler and Becky Lynch. In a face-off backstage, Becky was doing an interview, and then Baszler comes and crashes the party. I thought this was fantastic. I thought it was, you know, great back and forth action. I thought Lynch showed why she was so great all those months ago. She's kind of cooled off recently. But on the negative side, I wish this was building towards a WrestleMania main event and not a stupid brand supremacy triple threat at Survivor Series. But you never know what could happen at WrestleMania. Maybe Ronda comes back and then Shayna screws Ronda. You never know. You never know, but this would have meant so much more if this the first time was happening at WrestleMania. You can't always get what you want, okay? Especially in WWE. Exactly, so calm your tits. We get the OC defeating Humberto Carrillo and the Street Profits. Humberto is just apparently the guy who loses now, even though he, he puts up a good fight. He tried his darndest. I didn't even know who the fuck he was until I saw him. I was like... He had a little stint at NXT. Yeah. He was on 205 Live. He's he's good, but it's just like kind of similar to... He made Rasta good. No, I mean, I think he's really good, but it's just kind of similar to stuff in AEW. It's like he showed up, not really much of a build, or expected to care. Yeah. And even here, he's losing, so it makes it even worse. Exactly, yeah. I, and, and, and plus, Street Profits, I think, uh, they don't need to be losing this early as well. you got to build them up. Build them up. Build them up. Going on a little tangent on NXT, OC invaded NXT. Any thoughts about this? Anybody else you think is going to show up on NXT? Try to I build mean, up those ratings? I mean, I, I think that whole angle with them was amazing. Um, what do you think they're going since, I mean, Adam Cole? Who knows what is it going to be? OC versus... Undisputed. Undisputed era. But then the tag team titles are in the triple threat match, so they can't be in the match. Finn Balor was teased to be with somebody, but I think he's not going to be Finn's with anybody. If Finn's going to go with somebody, who do you think Finn fits better with? The OC or Undisputed? I think he would team with the OC and then maybe turn on them, but then not... I think he can still, like, 
tease being with Undisputed Era, but he's not actually with Undisputed Era. He just doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Hmm. Because hmm. there's only three of OC, and there's four Undisputed. Do you think he'd be better off going with OC? You know, all New Japan, buddies, the real rock and roller, you know? I mean, technically everybody, except for Roderick Strong, has been in New Japan, too, on Undisputed Era. So you kick out Roderick Strong. Replace him with Finn. There you go. But then, uh, then who would be leader? Finn or Adam Cole? Wouldn't you put I mean, Finn? I think Adam Cole being a singles babyface, being kicked out of New Spirit Air is the money storyline, but I think New Spirit Air is doing such a good job right now that you don't want to go to that, especially with NXT on USA. I think they got to have a lot of long-term storylines going forward. Yeah. But we get uh, Murphy taking on Alexander. Anything to talk about there? Nope. All right, moving on. And finally... We get this lovely Rusev-Lana storyline continuing. Lashley tore a groin. Apparently his no-nut November has failed. (laughs) And he... Apparently Drew McIntyre is just waiting backstage to get called upon because he's just everyone's goon. And Rusev defeats McIntyre, I think, after Randy Orton hits an RKO on him. And, oh, it's still Team Hogan versus Team Flair, apparently. But we're still getting Ruru taking on Lashley. Okay. Nothing much to talk about here. No, I I don't really like the single, so... On Twitter, I just saw, apparently, Lana has a groundbreaking announcement or something to talk about on Raw. So, what do you think? Is she she's pregnant? pregnant. Oh, there. Okay, you're here first. Then, on SmackDown... With Vince McMahon's baby. Oh, Vince McMahon's baby. And then, yeah. op, out comes Hornswoggle. <laughs> I mean, we should be writers. That's good shit. Okay, calm down. Mm. Anyways, SmackDown. Smoke show. From yesterday, not really much to talk about. It is another is an overseas show. Uh, Raw will also be overseas. So if you want to find out what Lana's, you know, I'm just going to say this. My parents might be home, so my dad's going to come over and smoke. So you might want to hurry this along. We are almost done. All right, okay, Comrade Tits. Hurry. New Day defeats the Revival. Seven time seven time champ champs. Great, wonderful. Xavier Woods technically gets the W two. They're doing it for Xavier. Then. Yep. Brian and Sami Zayn still doing something, teasing Sami, trying to lure Brian over to the dark side. But he doesn't, but maybe he will be lured to the dark side because apparently the Fiend has his eyes yep, they're on Bray Wyatt. Or the Fiend has his eyes on Dana Bryan. And he attacks I, Bray. I don't know anything. What do you know? I don't know anything. You don't know anything? I don't know anything. All right. So then we get Imperium and Shayna Baszler invading SmackDown. Who's Imperium? NXT UK with Walter. Nothing? Nope, nothing. 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 I I really never heard of that. Okay. I'm being dead serious. So then, that'll do it for us for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're going to New Japan and San Jose. Not the biggest show in the world, not as important, I would say, as the Cal Palace show, but a lot of tag team matches setting up. I did talk to the guy that at work. Well, he doesn't work with me. He's the one of the guys that sets up the store and told him if he was going and he said he was going to try to buy tickets. But then he tried to bum a ride for me and I said, mm, sorry, not driving. A uh, bunch of tickets still available. So for the off chance you're listening to us, front row? Uh, you have to stay tuned to find out. Okay. So on the off chance you're listening okay. to us between right now and 7 o'clock. Maybe Copenhagen Smith is. I don't think Copenhagen Smith even lives in California. I think he lives in Georgia or something. Anyways, Copenhagen Smith, if, you, if you're listening... Let us know where you live. DM us. Ask us questions. If you want to ask us some questions, you go to curveballandcs at gmail.com. Slide in to the DMs on Twitter, curveballsandcs on Twitter. Hmm. Facebook, 
curveballs and chair shots. You remember. I'll do it. I'm proud for of us you. For today, under an hour. Look at us, Dominic. Get under the 60-minute marker. This isn't going to go to a judge's decision. I don't know. But I put the shades on. You have to put the shades on. So thank you all very much. Enjoy full gear. Enjoy football. Enjoy NCAA basketball, football, all this other stuff. And until next time, goodbye and good night. Dominic looks like a blues brother with his glasses on. Bang. Good night, good night, bang.